So hello and welcome to the Two Medics podcast. My name is Dusha Gunn-Wardner. I'm a cardiology registrar with a special interest in intervention. With a special interest in heart, isn't it? Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> I couldn't say. This is, is Beth and John and I forgot who I am now. Oh, I'm oh a GP God. trainee. Yeah, I'm a GP trainee, not specialising in intervention, but yeah, ex-neurosurgery trainee, which is still basically my personality. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, you're so much more than that. So much oh, more than no. that. I'm a GP, yeah, I'm a GP trainee. Yeah, fair enough. This is a bit of a, it's a bit weird for me to be introducing the podcast and we were expecting to have Imran and Nina here but they've mysteriously both disappeared at the same time. So I don't know, going to have to guess what they're up to. They've bombed, um, they've bombed us off, man. They've, they've bombed, bombed us off. off. Exactly. Mm. Got better things to do. How about that? <laughs> better. So today's episode is supposed to be like a year's wrap up, right? Where we go over the topics in the year, or at least what we can remember, because we were both <laughs> saying we're really, we're just existing yeah, in one week at a time. The concept of like, time like, is just, yeah, just... I, don't, I don't get it anymore. I know, there's some of that stuff in there, like beanbags, that was this year, oh my God. But it's just, as, <laughs> oh when I was God. like, yeah. So that was this year though, isn't it so much what I've aged, man. This is not, this yeah. is the longest year. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like I feel like the medical side of Twitter has changed a lot this year as well. I feel like I interacted in a very different way maybe earlier in the year that I do now and there's lots there's lots of like inflammatory accounts and stuff around of late, isn't yeah, there? Which has which has changed things. But yeah, it's I couldn't tell you what happened last week, so God forbid how we're gonna wrap the year up. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't the thing is, though, I'm conscious of the fact that everyone goes, everything is worse now. Although it is, it does feel worse, doesn't it, sadly? Yeah. Do you think it's because of Elon Musk or is it because of... No, I don't know. I don't think I don't think I noticed things different in that way. I had a lot of people saying, oh, since he took over, I'm not seeing any of the accounts I follow. I'm seeing all like right wing stuff. And I right. thought, but I always saw that that's not a new thing and I think you just see whatever gets amplified ends up whatever, however the algorithm works isn't it but yeah. I don't know I just think there are more knobheads around and I don't <laughs> know what, what it is. is I just think yeah. people I think I don't know once I think the pathway is being cleared by someone to be you can say all this stuff you can be anonymous and it's okay because yeah. no one knows who you are I've just noticed mm. that like loads of those and I'm just obviously I'm just talking about my very small like med twitter kind of bubble i guess but i just feel like there's a lot more of these kind of anonymous type accounts it's just a bit yeah i don't know it's a bit strange i don't know what do you I think guess, yeah doesn't that speak to how if we thought med twitter was and now it perhaps feels mm. a bit less safe now it feels like there's more sharks in the water but then yeah i do is it i, I feel like if that's the case like will it get better i just wonder does it reflect current times where every, everything's a bit kind of mm. bit rubbish and so i guess during covid people banded together more because there was a fe- bit of feeling of being in it together whereas now they just seems yeah. the people seem to be a lot more angry I think about yeah i think it's generally a reflection of what's going on in real life if you, of course yeah. life is real but, and i'm yeah. just thinking was deep fake the oil financier was that this year or was that last year no no that was definitely the year before the oil financier. No, that's definitely because I remember that because that was around the time that Aaron was born. That's two years ago. Oh, of course. Uh, so he's long gone. I wonder how he is now. And what I wonder he's got what a new identity. Yeah, I wonder what profession that he's pretending to be. <laughs> he's to be now. It was rheumatology so before. What specialty yeah, do you think he'd be now? 
I don't know. Something I reckon he'd be like an an anti vaxxer type lifestyle yeah. functional oh, yeah, type enough. thing now. Yeah. Like he's just gonna embrace the villainhood yeah. and just come for it. I wish him well in his whatever his fantasy career whatever, is now anyway. Whatever oil he's selling these days, man. All <laughs> yeah, the exactly. All the best, mate. All the best. That was anyway. so funny. But they have, they're, you know what? Going through the kind of tweets of the last year, there are some fallen accounts. There's somewhere I click on it and they're gone for one reason it's or the weird. other. Yeah. yeah. Some, like, obviously have gone across to Mastodon. Did you create a Mastodon uh, account? No, I'm yeah. quite thick when it comes to life in general, but especially technology and things. Mm. And it took me, even though I started Twitter over 10 years ago, I think it took me about eight years to figure out what I was doing there and finally got used to that. So I just couldn't bear the thought of, yeah, I thought, oh, I'm just going to stick with this. And yeah. Yeah. Did you go? Yeah, you went. I did. I did. I tried it. Like the thing was, is that, I don't know, I didn't get quite the same reception. So what I did for a while was I thought, okay, so I don't want to cr- uh, cross-pollinate. So like yeah. I did, I thought I'd do different like memes in each one and see what happened. And simply put, I just didn't get the level of validation that I get on Twitter. So I was like, oh, no okay, good then, man. Suck it yeah. off. Yeah. I need yeah. people to be like liking my stuff. And I was like, this is terrible. I'm not I feel getting like the... I feel like it's a spin-off. Like, for, obviously, Friends is very problematic now. The TV show Friends. Like, I feel Joey. like that's pretty- and then yeah, Mastodon's like Joey, where you just try oh, and break yeah. out, doesn't quite work. Yeah, and, then, and the yeah. promise was there. Like Mastodon's quite a cool oh, name yes. for yeah. thing, and I still got my account. Yeah. Occasionally, I open it up, but it's not really, it's not taken off. Like, I think on paper it did sound, it's, it sounded so much better, but yeah, I don't, who knows yeah. why it didn't take off. Oh, well, so for now, anyway, we'll still be talking about Twitter, and so what we decided yeah. to do was work through the year, starting from January, which as I say, it seems like a really long time ago. And it starts with, we start with a kind of a question that I'm always asking myself. So even though it's January, this could literally have been posted yesterday. And it's from Xander. <laughs> he goes, how does one get good at being a trainee? And I think we're probably, from the conversations we have with one another, I think we probably both got kind of feelings on this one. But he goes, yeah. I, feel, <laughs> I feel so overwhelmed by trying to keep all the plates spinning. And I definitely use that term before, plate spinning. Logbooks, portfolios, Teaching, operating, service provision, in inverted commas and little stars, because God, isn't that a topic? And then many have suggested going less than full time, but the thought of extending further is daunting. I have been busy before. I worked full time through all three of my full time degrees, but this just feels different. I can't be the only one that's experienced this. I feel as though I can't push past this. I just can't see a career for me in medicine. And I guess that just makes me feel really sad. So this was in January earlier so January 2022 so Xander's still around and tweeting away and I'm glad you know that he's still I always feel a bit funny about this when people do tweet that because you're a bit like you stick at it and whatever and then at the same time I'm a bit like but if it's really toxic then should we be doing that should we be the voice that's oh have you considered you know what do you what kind of what do you think about on this kind of topic it's really hard isn't it and I have this perpetual like argument with myself because I I think I, on whenever I clicked on this and I was scrolling down and the first reply I saw was my own from January the 6th and <laughs> it's, I always whenever there's a like a question or a tweet like this I always end up thinking the same sentiment that I feel like I'm a good doctor and when I was in neurosurgery I felt like I was good at what I did then of course obviously not amazing but I felt like I was safe and competent and I feel like I'm safe and competent now but I think it's different being a good doctor to being a good like trainee if that makes sense Mm. and I feel like I can be a good doctor but I'm definitely not a good trainee it just feels like such a good a big disconnect sorry 
Yeah, why do you think that is? What is it? Okay, what do you think makes a good trainee? Because I don't feel like the answer to that is some, is someone I necessarily like that much. But... No, same. Yeah, same. I, and I don't equate being a good trainee necessarily with being a good doctor or good at whatever you do. I don't think those are like mutually exclusive. But I don't know, being a trainee is very much about, to, in my kind of, if I break it down in my mind, it's all about that executive functioning type stuff of portfolio mm. and reflecting. And, and it feels very forced. And I think like, mm we're constantly reflecting and we're constantly thinking about stuff that's happened to us, but I'm not being forced to write it down in a boxes with very regimented descriptions and what to write. And it's when I, with my GP portfolio, it was all about, oh, you should write your reflection like this and not like this. And I'm like, well, all I'm doing is just writing crap just to satisfy an ARCP at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't actually mean anything and things like your multi-source feedbacks and stuff like yeah of course we are, we're going to ask people who actually mm. like us and it's just I don't know I there's a disconnect with that as well I feel like you we always get maybe good reports and stuff from our colleagues in whatever field but it doesn't quite match up with the effort that I put into the portfolio and mm. I don't know I just I've got such a grudge against it now no fair enough but if you say if you had all like unlimited resources and unlimited time and you could redesign the ARCP process mm. like with all that power and you didn't let that power just suddenly just mm. took on the world like world domination and stuff but say if you just focused on the ARCP process how would you redesign it or how would you, do you I don't have an think idea I'd have, like, yeah I don't think I'd have form you'd have to have something formal you need to progress don't you and I feel like we're straying into Johnny Gookian territory now I love oh, yeah, when, true. when this stuff comes up I love reading Johnny's kind of thoughts on these things like I think there was a bit of a push in or there was a talk in surgery a while back about doing a lot more practical things instead of maybe doing 40 reflections a large part of the kind of appraisal process might have been observed procedures so not just like dops but very real time when you're operating and things like that I think that can extend to anything really I just don't like these forced assessments and we're doing ward rounds and stuff with consultants and registrars and that I feel like that should be your assessment rather than just what because you can write any old crap down as well essentially can't you it's kind of try to sometimes simplify cases just to make it sound like more concise and making sense in a case-based discussion and stuff and it's yeah I don't know what do you have any thoughts about that or I think if I imagine say in like a world where this sounds really lame but if Apple designed like the hospital, right, from scratch. And mm. whereby when you did the clerking, for example, and you like write stuff down and all of the data was instantly just collated into different yeah. things. And so therefore, like you saw this person and you picked up these signs, those would all go, all be populating some kind of weird mm. logbook. So that if someone asked the question, like how many people have you seen with this? Or how many times have you heard this or whatever? They could find it. And so that kind of takes the onus off you to like, basically wade through this information and try and find like meaning in it which I think is just really really like weird and post hoc and as you say I'm not sure that we're really getting much from it other than just being like look here is here it is oh like yeah because day to day it I don't think it has a reflection on how I am day to day whereas in your idea which sounds really good for example like if you went on to the electronic patient record in the hospital that I work at now and if I could pull every record that I had written or every patient I'd seen and showed oh this is how I managed this and then people would be like yeah. oh yeah that's safe that's a good plan or maybe that could be improved on or not exactly. so is that very much like real time rather than yeah. this force what did you learn what could you do better exactly it's so and, hard. and I think also then it takes some of the 
Because I think so much of our kind of, so many of our assessments are dependent on a consultant kind mm. of being like, oh, okay, let's do this. Or responding to their email in a timely way yeah, or whatever. Yeah, constant chasing, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And that in itself, I just don't have the, I, don't, I ask, I often ask once, but I generally don't, I hate, ch- I hate chasing it. Yeah. I hate chasing it's, it. It feels awkward, doesn't it? It so feels really awkward. awkward. Was, one thing I was surprised about in GP was that even our reflections had to get signed off by a supervisor, which oh, I'd never done previously. So every, I don't know why we just couldn't input things into your portfolio and then you get to ARCP and it's reviewed. But each, even each reflection had to be signed off by a supervisor before it would even appear in your portfolio. And it's, So arbitrarily, yeah. just it just adds another, like a checkpoint that's not mm. really, on a process that's already quite laborious and long. Um, I saw like a... Rep- reply from Joshua Wilcox that said it feels like good portfolios often accompany clinically absent junior doctors I did sometimes find that the people who are just so hot on that stuff they obviously the way I explained in my head and maybe I'm wrong maybe they're just super sorted people like super sorted people but (laughs) often (laughs) I'm just not that person they don't exist don't exist. <laughs> I'm like, how have you got your life together? Like, how have you got all this? I know, and, then, man. And, yeah. and then you realize that they're just like, they're chilling. The times you're like dicking around with that sick patient, they're chilling. And that's why they've got that yeah. energy to go and Yeah, to actually, and yeah, involve themselves with the portfolio. Yeah. But like, yeah. the other side of it, though, is when you see people struggling, when do you, at what point, are you, as a friend or, or as a bystander or how, like, whatever position you're in, like, when do you stop to say, because there's encouragement and then there's kind of people who are within a kind of toxic pathological situation and need to get out. How do you, I sometimes kind of wonder though, when you're pepping someone along, like whether that's what they need to be hearing or whether they need to be hearing like, actually that's like we're saying, like it's really relatable, that feeling they're having. Yeah. Like, I find that kind of different, difficult. Yeah, I think you guys, and we've spoken about it a couple of times over the past year, but there's that notion, isn't it, of toxic positivity and it's yeah. sometimes it's the last thing that you want to hear and I'm just looking through the replies on this now and there's just so many people who I'd I'd totally forgotten about this and lots of people saying yeah I was a trainee in trouble you're not alone my, my TPD hated me as a trainee and it's all these things and it's that's the raw stuff that you want to hear isn't it because yeah. I had I had some not huge issues but I had some issues with the portfolio when the GP school kind of recently leading up to my January ARCP and I was getting really frustrated because it was just being treated not very well and it was very much met with this is just how it is they're always like this you just don't worry you'll be fine you just need to sort it out and no that's not the point this is a really shitty Mm. situation so yeah I agree with you I don't think that's not always what people want to hear and it's quite nice when you see threads like this nice seems a weird way to describe it but Mm. do you know what I mean in the way that you just know that there's other people who are definitely in the same position as you and who are also maybe finding it difficult it's that kind of collective, like, le- levelling with each other. I mean, mm. like, oh, this is and I think enough. that can be quite unusual in medicine t- sometimes because it always feels very dog-eat-dog, doesn't it? And very competitive. Yeah. And oh, like you're struggling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so, it's, it's good to see the vulnerability, I think. Absolutely. What did you think about this next one, the uh, verbally offered? So locum rates is something that kind of comes up, or at least you pay mm. is obviously a regular topic. 
And uh, do you remember this one? So verbally offered an enhanced. So this was from Clara E. Monroe. Verbally offered an enhanced locum rate, wild extra five pounds an hour <laughs> to cover a rotor cap that had been known about for five months on the day. So three months after submitting the form, finally emailed and told rate is honoured only if this offer had been made in writing before the shift started. Hashtag flourishing. I enjoy that. That's um, bull, isn't it? In writing. That is bull. Yeah. That, I don't remember that from the time, but you're right, like a lot of things come around about like locums and locum rates and stuff, don't they? And yeah. I recall, I don't know when it was from this year, but I, I recall a tweet from someone who said that they tried to negotiate their locum rate and they'd got, they were getting threatened to be reported by the, to the GMC because they felt that it was like, I can't remember what the excuse they used, but... Yeah, that's it, unprofessional, but this is a business and they're yeah. acting very unbusinesslike or whatever to us. And it's, it felt very strange that to try and negotiate rates, we were threatened with being unprofessional. Yeah, I think, didn't they mention like telling their TPD and stuff? Yeah, there was a, there was quite, it was quite a, not even, I was going to say a thinly veiled threat. It wasn't even a thinly veiled a threat. threat. Was it? it was very like, the screenshot was very blatant, like, yeah, we yeah, are yeah. reporting you. But uh, yeah. Have you ever had that happen to you where like you've been into taking locums because that's definitely something that's I don't know I think I don't know I've definitely changed over the last few years and I have not taken a locum shift since I've started GP training and I've gone less than full time and I'm doing kind of reduced hours and stuff and whereas previously in new surgery if I don't think were different then I think we were always looking for locum shifts for the top of our wages and things and god we were suckers like we were getting paid no more than 50 quid an hour as like a new surgery reg for the region like on site and some even sometimes 40 pound an hour and we all did it for that which was just this was like even years ago which was crazy and I thought oh god now I wish I had what I knew now and what other people are getting paid and stuff but yeah there's god we're on a whatsapp group in my current hospital and every day there is constant messages about kind of short short notice locums but I don't know at the moment I just feel like I've managed to set some good boundaries and I don't feel Mm. like obliged to to do those I think yeah it's reason is muffled or multifold or whatever but I don't feel guilted into them at the moment. And I think the pay, the reimbursement is so poor anyway as well that it makes it easier to make that decision, I think, as well. That's the key, isn't it? Because when people are like, I think when they offer you a portrait rate and you're negotiating it, you're kind of, you're making a decision about your time, which you could otherwise spend doing things that you want to be doing. So I don't see, how is that like, like, I, I just like wonder, I've, I have had the experience, shall we say, of getting an email which is along the lines of, you may well be interested in getting a consultant job in this, and therefore... Oh, that's a really veiled threat, yes. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it'd be important, that it'd be looked upon favourably. And I'm like, mate, you're not going to remember, like, when any of us are going to apply for no. a consultant job or two, if we picked you up that cheeky local weekend shit. No, that's rubbish. No. And that's such, a, that's such a sneaky line, isn't it? Exactly, right? And I just think... To pay us more but I had an issue where I was there was a like that person there was a kind of rotor gap and they wanted me to cover like a, a large block of on calls and I just simply I didn't want to do it certainly for the amount they were paying and I was like look at how much I literally I said but I could get paid more for this stuff elsewhere and they're like oh show us and I literally forwarded the emails <laughs> Being like this is what yeah. it? and they were like okay and then it went to some managers and they came back and they negotiate and I think that's like reasonable because I'm like mate that's literally professional. yeah yeah yeah. That... yeah absolutely and I think someone I saw a response to that tweet that you mentioned where someone was saying that the BMA are going to release like a kind of 
recommended like hourly rate thing oh like a rate yeah because they've done it for consultants and SAS haven't they like a rate card but it it doesn't exist for other grades at the moment and I think is it Mike Henley who's quite vocal in that respect and I see him posting the rate card a lot and I think it's such good work because you're saying like this is what our union recommends this is what my colleagues are getting paid and you can use it to negotiate but I think anyone who's not at that level we still struggling is hugely variable isn't it between like regions and stuff true mike henley yes he's very vocal when it comes to the consultant situation isn't he (laughs) yeah should we move on (laughs) yeah i just no but it's it's, i think something like that is is much needed because this is all i don't know i think yeah we're not getting paid our worth at all and it's you hear lots of these stories about last minute locums you try and negotiate they say absolutely not and then the shift goes empty and they're just yeah. it's like cutting off your nose to spite your face it's it really yeah i don't understand how any of it works totally totally yeah we're moving we've just done january so like february now it's all very, uh, kind of very fitting for now as well like you say isn't it these are timeless tweets yeah exactly there's a tweet from wingsome lao do you want to read this one yeah so hashtag unconscious bias episode 502 this morning, an anaesthetist walks into the neurosurgery handover meeting and addresses oh my the God. room with... It wasn't because it was neurosurgery, no, <laughs> no but this, I feel like I could be writing this treat myself. Yeah, mm. hello, gents. I'm sure it wasn't intentional, but as the only female neurosurgery reg present, I can't help but feel a little excluded. I don't know, that's just everyday occurrence in neurosurgery, I feel. And gents, I hate that word. Hello, gents. It's very... <laughs> upper middle no upper middle upper class white one yeah. kind of speak isn't it it's yeah you yeah, can almost hear the kind of voice can't you white gents oh. lads yeah. yeah 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 totally have you seen have you seen that show getting on with joe brand and vicky pepperdine it's it's a sitcom comedy about a ward right. and it's very true to life i know there's a lot of people on med twitter who love it but there's a female consultant in there and she has a group of either junior doctors or medical students following her around who are both male and female and even she's addresses them as oh come on gents and it's it's just that every time i see it i'm like this is why it's so realistic because this is the stuff that happens it's only words isn't it but i don't know it's yeah. just ugh, it's a bit icky it isn't it it did make me think because sometimes I have been known to call pretty much everyone mate. And I have called people bro a lot, which is weird because that doesn't make any sense. But like, I think there were a lot of responses to, to that, which mm. were basically going along those lines, but were from the pers- perspective of not really seeing how, in that scenario, how othering that, what we think is just like a yeah. throwaway thing is actually because because it's like one of many things isn't it that just makes people feel like an outsider i'm just looking through some of the replies now and there's a few about saying oh i would say all right lads or all right guys and i'm just like that feels a bit different yeah we can still talk about that but i don't know gents is just it's just a weird one and there's lots of talks about whether you say oh hi everyone or hi all or hi guys and gals it could be anything but it's just I think when you're in like an old boys club like neurosurgery anyway and don't know stuff like that just all fits with that stereotype doesn't it yeah I there is have you you must have had that kind of scenario so whereby you're walking into somewhere slightly like threatening or like outside of your I definitely had that kind of sensation as a med reg or even as a cardiology reg and you walk into an area where you've been I don't know you've been fast bleeped and there's like a bunch of people who are just like I don't know yeah. like watching you as you enter 
And yeah, like, I was... you're not local. We yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like any recess, oh gosh, like a bunch of seagulls and you're like this small. Yeah. But, but, and so sometimes like that, I've wondered about something to say to break the ice. Because I saw, it's just the reason why I uh, said that is because Shana was like, oh, when she like walks in, she's like, And I'm like, sometimes I'm tempted to say something slightly inappropriate. I don't know, like, cool yeah. or whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah I think, yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes I don't have a filter and sometimes I would address a room like that not meaning to but that's how it would come out and make an absolute tit out of myself but yeah I don't know yeah those kind of icebreakers they can be a bit awkward can't they yeah totally that's like my default setting so like the next one (laughs) in February was one where I thought so this was from spooky medic at AGEM Journey. And I said, okay, Med Twitter, today I wore clean Converse to placement. She mentioned clean, it's my own clean. And was told, yeah, it's extremely unprofessional. I look smart otherwise, and I don't really see how my choice of footwear makes me unprofessional. I wouldn't mind if my doctor wore trainers as long as they were kind. And then one of the replies was, patients will judge you on what you wear. I'm not saying it's right, but it will happen, exclamation mark. Ultimately, you're there for their care, and so pushing the dress boundaries may cause avoidable friction. How often do you... I love Converse's. I yeah, never really thought of them as... Timeless. I know. And They're also, pushing the dress boundaries, man. This is such a weird reply as well, like, yeah. pushing the dress boundaries, boundaries as if Converse is like, crazy, wacky, out-there type of... What? I know. That's... Yeah, I think what's more unprofessional is the, and oh, I'm so sorry if you do this, Tarusha, please forgive me. But you know those people who wear scrubs and then will wear like a brown pointy toe, pointy toe smart shoe with like... Oh, gross. You don't that's do that, weird. do you? That's so weird. Oh, thank weird. goodness. Why would you do that? I think that's unprofessional. It just looks strange. Like, I, oh, I don't know. Yeah, trainers all the way with scrubs, man. Yeah. Don't I wear your dress I... Yeah, no, I didn't. I wear my th- I wear my theatre shoes mainly. Because... Yeah, so your clogs. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, like I think um, that's, I think that's normal. Yeah. Whereas, although my theatre shoes were white, and then I got Lily to like colour them in pink, because that's people kept nicking them. People kept yeah, nicking them, yeah. and I saw one guy like wearing yeah. them around, like barefoot, and so I was like, no. So th- people may have something to say about yeah. that, but I was, but then I'd be like, oh, my daughter like drew on them, and they'd be like, all right, well, yeah. But um, I bought I bought a pair of acid green pair for the exact same reason because they were oh, vile nice. color, and yeah, if somebody else was wearing them, it was because like, yes, they were vile. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, those are mine. Yeah, Just yeah. shoes. That's how that's how you have to survive, isn't it? Because people will nick them. Anything nice in the hospital and like someone will teeth them. Yeah. But like sometimes even is... like padlocking them together was another option as well. That oh, only you God. know for. Yeah. So you'd have to like, yeah, both clogs were together. Yeah. But do you think Sorry, it's no. so easy for like people to be like, that's unprofessional. This is different this is unprofessional. That's unprofessional. And do you feel like like we're already discussing that again, like this idea of what's professional? And I feel like that's something we talk about so much. But like, why is that just so ubiquitous? It's such an easy thing yeah. to like, an easy criticism that seems to be leveled at absolutely everything. Yeah, um, it's definitely like the flavor of the month or the flavor of the year, I think at the moment. Yeah. It's, yeah, every person who wants to be inflammatory or reactionary, that's their, yeah, that's, that's their kind of weapon. Word. Is that, yeah, is that word unprofessionalism. Yeah. 
I find it really does get my kind of, it does raise my hackles and it does make me think because it's just, it's such a kind of weirdly veiled threat, isn't it? It makes you, because I feel like it cuts quite close to like our identity because so much of, we don't, we want to be seen at, like appearing as unprofessional kind of makes us or makes me feel like someone saying that I'm acting in a way that's not befitting production and exactly. stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. Helpful. I think it, it's quite, it's a word that cuts really deeply. And I think I've had it used against me in a work setting with supervisors and stuff previously. And it's, and I, that, that stings even more, I think, because sometimes it's over like really innocuous things. And as soon as that word or that notion is cast around, yeah. it hurts because you know that you're not, but if that's, the thing that people see about you you're just like god like you say it's tied up with your identity it's oh my god what have i done and i think it's i think people know that and that's why they weaponize it as well because it's such an easy thing to say because i think that was this year wasn't it that is it dr aurora with the laptop getting reported to the gmc and that was all tied up in being unprofessional and stuff whereas really that there's nothing unprofessional about that kind of interaction yeah, about being promised laptops and stuff but that's the threat that was used and look how far that went yeah totally how stressful right mm. and I don't know I think we need I don't know how we can like decouple it because it's just used so so readily and so reasonably yeah. by people and I feel like yeah, and like yeah. how is there like how can there be some absolute shitbags around in our profession yeah. which we all know there are and then they just they just coast through and yeah. we know that there's serious issues about their professionalism but no one yeah. kind of in the regulatory body gives a shit yeah is that what we mean or yeah oh yeah yeah that's prime candidate number one and there's loads yeah. there's loads of them around on social media and very vocal but it's just like that gets swept away it's so bizarre yeah i just yeah i just i despair Anyway, on to a topic that I feel like we're both way more equipped to talk about. So April this year, there was, so in a new special on how to raise testosterone levels in men, Tucker Carlson's guest suggests testicle tanning using infrared light as bromeopathic therapy. Thanks for linking this one because I missed this the first time round. I'm gutted. So I've missed a whole, so it's April. So I've missed about eight months of this therapy. Man, do you know what? You can catch up. It's done me the world of good. Like I'm always getting my perineum out to sun it. it. Can you double dose then? It's not going to cause Yeah, yeah. Like I think, yeah, you can essentially double dose. Just get like everywhere exposed, essentially. Make sure that's the main thing. (laughs) So like. You just stay up until sunrise to sunset. That's all you need to do. Yeah, fair enough. So. I just don't know, with stuff like this, I kind of wonder, like, this guy is obviously, he's on, so Tucker Carlson, for people who don't know, is like a host of Fox News, I think, in the States. Yeah. So is he like the US version of, I don't know, Piers Morgan or something? Yeah, someone who's very right wing, someone who's a bit of a dick, and yeah, I think that's probably a good comparison, I think. Like maybe Piers Morgan with Nigel Farage or something, and just... Oh. And they're talking about... I think, what is the obsession with testosterone? There's obviously also, at the moment, there's stuff with Andrew Tate, right? And there's that other guy that we haven't, I haven't actually got a tweet from, but the guy who was talking about how, like, men are, like, always alone and whatever. 
And do you, do you remember there's that guy who's like, yeah. you're born alone, nobody will care for you, and you need to, what you need to focus on is raising strong sons or something. And I was mm. like, whoa, dude, yeah. tell, wait to tell yeah. me something. But there is like this thing that seems to be, that they seem to be tap these people, these kind of influences seem to be tap tapping into a kind of group of men who obviously feel like they need to raise their testosterone levels and there are obviously <laughs> other issues going on and stuff and uh, you need to be a more they... manly man like it's yeah weird. I, I kind of wonder because i feel like that kind of sub subgroup of people has always been there but now that energy is being tapped to in a tapped into in a really big way and that energy that's going into that is scary and odd and yeah. i always felt yeah. yeah like i felt like there was that kind of energy of, and but i thought most guys gravitated towards that growing up anyway and then i remember mm. i remember watching like a comedy russell brand is obviously He's gone off-piste and is, I don't know, yeah. weird now. But I remember seeing a skit by him where he was talking about being a beta male and listening to it and being like, oh my God, that's me. That's me. Like, you know, I like girls aloud. I like, I like yeah. girl stuff. Yeah. And this is cool. This guy's over here. Because I remember thinking he's really cool. He's really funny. And like, people like, like him. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is my niche. Whatever. And I thought, oh, this is like going to herald like this new like awakening, you know, like Noel Fielding, mm -hmm. like basically guys who had long hair, like to wear skinny jeans and a bit of makeup, yeah. whatever. But it, and then, but I kind of feel like maybe this is like a backlash to that or something. Yeah, like, totally, oh, totally ah, shit, isn't it? Yeah. testosterone. Ah, yeah. Shine infrared light on your balls. Like, why do you need that? Just be cool, man. Just... I just think, who, like, how is how are people like not? Obviously, we are not lapping it up, but there are people out there who are just like, yeah, I need to do this. It's quite, it's quite incelly as well. Do you not think? Yeah, yeah, I don't mean. Like, really think that. Yeah, and it's this alpha stuff is just alpha stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, alpha dogs. Yeah, I remember all that yeah. chat. Yeah, like, go as on a and feel free to crack on with your burnt balls. No skin off my nose, but don't. I was gonna say, don't ram it down my throat. But that's <laughs> <laughs> that could be another way to like. To sell it but i think if the answer is ever if the answer to your question is shine infrared light on your testicles then i think you're asking the wrong questions that's i think that's it if you're ever getting into that point where you're that is seems to be an answer that's something you're researching you've, yeah. you've taken a few wrong turns you need to retrace your steps life needs to be reassessed and reassessed. do you remember all that stuff that was out there about as a man you should never have a laptop on your lap because it'll fry your balls oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. All this kind of stuff and now we're getting actively encouraged to send them it's do you know what man medical mixed information messages. mixed messages so much so much going on yeah i remember like once i was on the phone to someone and then i answered my mobile phone on the other ear and my friend was like oh no if you do that if you have two phones you'll fry what's in between and i was like but the obvious question also. Is why is <laughs> excuse two me phones at the same time i don't know anyway <laughs> so we're on may now may 2022 and I know why I keep saying the year, like, that's important. It's good to be reminded. It's good to <laughs> yes, be reminded. folks, thanks. So, you know what? So this is a tweet from Jenny Pusey. Thank you so much, Jenny, for your kind of tweets throughout the year. You've, you have been a real fountain of... I really enjoyed them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know what really improves staff well-being? NHS managers who storm into the middle of your afternoon handover to ask why you're not recording breaks on our monitoring forms. Class. Classic. I, I like it because it has two different kind of three different yeah. things. One is about NHS managers storming in. Two is mm. about having a in handover interrupted. And three, it's about mon monitoring monitoring. Yeah, yeah. The, so yeah, I feel like the, the monitoring. Because I feel isn't that for your kind of welfare that they're doing that? It's very multifaceted and he's yeah. a very yeah, very good focus of discussion. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it's, I don't know, I just, I'm just like, it's one of those things where you're like, yeah, man, of course, you're not, you don't yeah. get surprised by this stuff, do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. I remember, I remember back when the pandemic was like in the early days and face masks and stuff weren't quite as mainstream as they were going to end up being and being on a ward and NHS manager coming down and saying, why are you wearing that mask? This is not for you. None of oh. and all this kind of stuff. And they was, it was on a, I can't remember what, I do. I won't say where I was and what ward I was on, but it was very much, go. Oh, you're going to be scaring the patients. You need to take that off. Oh. And it was all just, sorry, who do you think, think you, you are? are? Like, yeah. that, this is not like an NHS manager versus doctor thing. But again, it's that kind of, yeah, in the middle of the ward round, feeling absolutely free to just storm in and interrupt things. Well, they're very much non-clinical. They shouldn't be in a kind of a middle of a ward round in the middle of a bay anyway. What are you yeah. contributing there? Yeah. And just that kind of audacity to think you need to stop what you're doing because I need to tell you off about something. Yeah. Amazing. And it's yeah, and I don't and I really don't want to get into that like NHS manager discourse because we know got the vast we couldn't run without them and we know the the vast majority, just like any other profession, of course they're amazing. And this is not about that per se, but it's about this kind of this small kind of collective collective or small few who do feel the ability to do these things it's just i don't know it's very unpro- very unprofessional I'm oh my god bethan that again it's very uh, unprofessional yeah i know no i know no. what you mean though but okay so we're not obviously uh we're not bashing all like nhs managers because no, they're just no. they're dickheads in every realm right? oh in every walk of life isn't it yeah 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 absolutely and certainly you get that amongst doctors i don't know it but it's interesting like that so what did you do did you take your mask off Oh God, no! I think I don't know. I think I've this, the, but the past five years of my life, I've become very arsy, and I don't know what's changed. <laughs> I'm just like it's a bit of a tit now, to be honest. I always have been, but I don't know. It's just like one of those things where I think you get enough of being infantilized, and yeah. I think you reach a certain age. I don't know why that matters, but it's some for some reason uh, does, and you just suddenly feel like no, I'm too old for this shit. And yeah. no, I did. I didn't in that situation. I had no intention of taking it off, and I wasn't even aware at that time, of course, of how things were. we knew yeah. were airborne and things. But I think I kept it on just out of principle and to piss other people off. Yeah, fair enough. But I had yeah, no no intention, and I think like in this type of situation that Jenny has tweeted about here it's that audacity and it makes you mm. I don't know it just it triggers something in me to just be like I'm not doing that now then as, yeah. I know that's very childish <laughs> no, fair enough because you I said am, it like, like that I'm yeah, yeah I hate doing it yeah have you ever had anyone say stuff about your hair like I don't know because that seems to be something um, that if they decided to oh god yeah hair. yeah I've had yeah comments about kind of hair and stuff and I, I tweeted about something recently in response to I think it was in response to something Roshana said about nail varnish because I feel like that's come up quite a lot as well and infection control policies and stuff and I remember having like shellac nail polish on before I was going on annual leave and being in like a theatre setting and the consultant I was with at the time had normal kind of chip nail varnish on and I got absolutely rinsed in front of the entire theatre team before I'd even scrubbed in for daring to walk in with this nail varnish and then when I said to the theatre team I didn't mean it to sound like this but I was like oh but this person has nail varnish on and they're scrubbed in and operating like how is that different and the exact words to me were she's the consultant and you're the registrar so that's just how it is and I was like oh I forgot oh, that, that microbes are respected yeah. in the hierarchy 
have yeah. and oh, of course but yeah those comments about hair nails watches rings it's all i don't buy it it's just a power play i think a lot of it isn't it exactly exactly that i feel like people do it to bring you down a peg isn't it and when they say oh that she's a consultant that's just telling on themselves they're saying exactly yeah, what that is of course yeah they are telling on themselves but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you can like these kind of things. It just it's all again, it tells on themselves in the way that they know that the system and the situation is completely screwed up. So the fact that they're demanding to know why they're not recording breaks on their monitoring forms shows that the monitoring is showing bad stuff in terms of yeah. the hours and stuff they're working. And they're obviously panicking over that. But it's just it's trying to pull the wool over people's eyes, isn't it? It's that kind of vibe. Oh, I thought the NHS manager was storming into the meeting to say, why aren't you guys taking breaks? You need to stop now. And oh, breaks. I read, I even interpreted that completely differently then. <laughs> no, you're right. I think completely differently. Yeah. Oh, who knows? You got. Yeah, I know. I'm such a rude rascal. But you know, you're right. right. I think, unfortunately, with these things, it usually is a cynical take that's the right one. You have to. You can't forget what it's the NHS we're talking about. Sure. There's. There was like something I thought we'd discuss, even though it's since been deleted, and so I figured that we shouldn't. And also, the tweet that I've copied in. Sorry, it copies in an account that I'm not a big fan of. But it's in ref. It was in reference to Mm. a TikTok that was by a consultant right who do you remember this who's in a car and she was oh, kind of she yeah. played like mournful music in the background and was like that's i don't and, and it was music. yes and we we're talking about so we we're talking about yeah. the, i think the conversation was about voting to strike at that point and yes. she was like i don't i believe you're paid enough and i don't think it's right for patients i think it's unsafe for patients and she did this kind of music in the background talking in the car thing whatever That's and then it, yeah she got absolutely rinsed rinsed so hard so oh my God. came to twitter and so. I, mean, yeah. I think fairly and then she came back with oh, i'm really sorry like i do support junior doctors and stuff and then it have been a few other things where I've seen where I'm like, oh, I'm not so sure she is the best person to be working for as a junior doctor. I saw this kind of TikTok video where she was talking about hiding when during junior junior doctor changeover day and stuff. Really you know, bad vibes. Yeah, definitely yeah. bad vibes. Yeah, I was just chuckling to myself because I remember thinking at the time where she posted the video and then came back with this brutal like apology kind of thing. It right. felt like, remember, was it Eamon back in the day who did a video and there was it Frankie that did a song, F You Right Back, and it was like this two, do you remember that? A two and fro between, was, I'm sure it was Eamon and Frankie. This must have been like 15, 20 years ago. And it just felt like she was, I don't know, it felt like she was just arguing with herself. Just very <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, um, yeah, I forgot, she must have juniors and stuff. Oh, yeah, God like, bless them. Exhausting. Mm, no. So I can imagine as well, because people put their kind of best social media selves out there, right? And so it'd be worse in real life, right? And so I'm like, God, what must she have been like? Yeah. So funny enough, so I just saw Jenny Pusey's just responded to my, so obviously it just seems funny that we're kind of like talking, we mentioned her, and she goes, I saw a yeah. TikTok earlier of the top 10 Twitter dramas of 2022, and my first thought was, I would love a two medics, medic Twitter version, med Twitter version of this, not very relevant to this tweet, but throwing the idea out there. I'm like, mate, we're literally just talking about you in, anyway, this, yeah, so hopefully she's listening and knows we're a fan. Yeah, but anyway. yeah, yeah. Maybe she's tapped into this room somewhere. I know. She's always listening. Jenny, she's got a finger on the pulse. Yeah, yeah, Jenny. Yeah, man, she's way fans. ahead of us all. Yeah, exactly. Way. Okay, so now June. So this Ooh. was, I thought, an interesting one because it's something that I think about quite a lot. So this is a tweet from Roshana, and she goes, "Do not police juniors in inverted commas tweets by weaponizing mm-hmm. their training position just because you don't like what they say." We're watching yours, woman who has sent all the examples up and down the country. <laughs> Don't want to mess with Roshana. 
Um, no, she is. She is got. No, I was going to say she's made a bed for herself. I don't mean it like that. She's become like this oracle in the way that she's this person now that's getting sent all these tweets and stuff. And that, I think that's quite a really powerful position to be in. She must. Mm. There must be a lot. Like I can only imagine. But yeah, very. I don't know. Every time I see her, like crop up, she. I feel like she feels or looks and appears more empowered each time. She's doing good. Good Thank God we have people like that. Very good work. So like, I do feel like it's a thing though, isn't it? And whilst she she obviously has in some ways like gotten to seems to me anyway like almost transcended that because Mm -hmm. she's she is quite like her reach seems to extend far and wide but i think there's a lot you can assume from like a twitter following and you don't really necessarily know of that for certain yeah. and like maybe viewing her as untouchable is i don't know is that i know anyway i like wonder though when i like tweet stuff like whether like how much of it because it's so easy to get branded as like a troublemaker or difficult or a bit annoying yeah. or whatever and those kind of little words seem to carry a kind of weight and mm with them yeah think about this you've got a sizable following do you ever think yeah so i i've come a cropper a couple of times so since i started back in training in february of this year i've done two rotations and i'm two for two in rotations essentially of being pulled into one of those meetings without coffee shall we say about Uh something that i've said publicly and when it's being pulled i've i've not said anything wrong i've not done anything wrong but someone has seen it and it hasn't landed well with them because essentially, it's, I guess, what I won't go into specifics, but it's not been lies or anything, but it's always been like, oh, we can't do anything, but we've brought you in today to discuss about something that you've tweeted. And again, the professionalism thing is thrown around and it's just made me realise that people are, there's, people are always watching. I think even if you don't recognise kind of people or people that I've been pulled up by are not even on Twitter. So I just, I've got this complex now where I'm like, trust no one. People are always watching because people love to screenshot, post amongst their groups. And it's these things that you say that often lands with people because they can relate to them. That's what kind of gets people triggered, I think. And it's often kind of senior people, whether they're senior medics or consultants or execs, managers or whoever, I don't know, people, things just always find a way to get back to them. And I think you have to be very savvy, don't you? And I think know that ultimately you're not doing anything wrong, but also it doesn't feel great when you're pulled into these kind of meetings, like Roshana says, when they're trying to weaponize these things, because you personally don't like what's been said, not that it's a lie or anything. You've just taken offense by it. And you as in whoever's pulling you in for that meeting. But yeah, so it's something that when the first time that happened to me, I thought, oh, I'm giving up Twitter, like, I can't go through this again. I thought I was going to bloody lose my job and stuff, which turned out to be nothing. But I'm like, actually, no, because I'm like, I'm just, I think I'm probably more careful now. And it's never been anything to do with patience or confidentiality or or anything like that, far from it. But yeah, I just know, I just think, yeah, nowhere, nowhere safe. I know that sounds very, like, pessimistic, but I think I just, yeah, be aware that people are always watching, I think. Yeah. I find it, you're right. It's difficult, isn't it? Because sometimes when I think about it, I get angry because I'm like, Mm. I just want to kind of... I think when, like, COVID happened and stuff, it made me realise, like, how isolated we are. But Oh, yeah. And uh, I think Twitter gave me, like, an opportunity to still be be authentic or at least myself. Uh, Like, a lot of the stuff 
I just kind of like vomit onto Twitter. There'd be stuff like, I, and like yeah. sometimes I'd look at my tweets and I'd be like, wow, because it almost was like a stream of conscious. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I sometimes feel like if you don't like that, then I don't really want to work with you either. Yeah, totally. I have to, yeah. I have to curtail how I feel about stuff because and what you don't like it because I don't know because it seems provocative. yeah like you don't have no one's forcing you to read it like, leave just me or block me or whatever and yeah. so sometimes I feel like that and because I'm like because I get it some people will find me annoying fair enough and to be honest like I would rather not be around them not work with them if that's how yeah, so totally. in some ways yeah. but then at the other side I realize I recognize how this medicine is so cliquey isn't it and sometimes, mm, okay. and it just takes one kind of slightly influential person to be like, oh, that person is this for this. And then suddenly, like, a whole band of people will be like, actually, yeah, we don't know. I know that's been a <laughs> flavour, recent flavour this week, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. No, but you're right. That's very much medicine. It's very medical-like. And it just reminded me of something which I totally forgot about, but I had a, yeah. a meeting recently with a senior about something completely different. And he just brought up in the conversation you really like Twitter, don't you? Or you really like social media. And I was like, I'm not sure where this is going. And yeah, I instantly yeah. felt, I felt embarrassed and I, yeah. I don't know why. And he's, oh yeah, I've noticed that you like, and I didn't know this person knew I was on there and I didn't know this person was on Twitter either. He's, oh yeah, I've noticed like you tweet a lot about different things and you're often like talking to others about your training and comparing yourself and stuff. And I, I was like, no, not really. I said, like, I find, I said, I find it a really supportive community. I like, I've learned a lot from there. And yeah, mm. I, I do in, do enjoy it and what. And he came back with something that was really strange and he was like, oh, my, my kids have grown up now and they've taken themselves off social media. And I was like, I don't know where this is going. Are you having a oh, go? Oh, you'll grow up. Like, yeah, like yeah, childish. I was like, okay, okay, but it's what I like. And yeah, yeah. yeah I just think it's What was it's he strange. doing on there? Yeah, I don't know. I'd like, I think people are on there for various reasons. I think a lot of more senior people to me who I've spoken to say they're on there for educational purposes and to network yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But I don't know. I just, I've obviously, I've made a lot of friends, but this very educational and I don't know. I just, I love it. I think I've learned a lot, but mm. I don't like the subtle judgments about kind of people who tweet things and again, like weaponizing stuff and mm. people judging you and things like that. It's all a bit like, leave us to it. Like, yeah, exactly. we're not hurting and does it have to even be educational? No, when people, not at all. I think the kind of the oldies he put was that line. I feel like him talking about his kids going out of it. There's like an implication that you're going to grow out of it or something. And it's yeah, and I don't know. And I think it wasn't meant with any malice yeah, or anything yeah, at yeah. all. I take it like that initially, but it did make me feel like I couldn't help it, but I did feel quite embarrassed. And I think yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. a way that the conversation was just happening, and that's just was what a reply that he said, yeah. and probably thinking about his own situation. But it just made me feel a bit like oh, do you think I'm not grown up because I yeah. still, yeah, all very strange. Yeah. I think it's such a difficult path to tread when these are like your supervisors and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. A, I, yeah. I had a consultant who don't really interact that much with, but she was like, oh, I've seen like on Twitter and stuff. And I was like, I always feel a bit like awkward, embarrassed. And I was like, oh God, okay. Yeah. I said, oh no, mm. you're very funny. I didn't, I, I was surprised by how funny you were. And I was like, thanks, cool. Anyway, let's see this next patient. I don't know what else to say. Yeah, that line fills me with dread. Oh, you're from Twitter. And it's, no, that's someone else. That's not me, yeah, someone else. 
<laughs> surprisingly more difficult for me to do. Be like, oh yeah, no, there is like another three Shikin Award now out there. Yeah. It's a cardio yeah, he just lives, yeah, he lives in the other deanery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So now it wouldn't be a year wrap unless I somehow managed to make it about me. And so here's a tweet from July. <laughs> Here I am. So I was talking about the doctor's mess, and this was me shamefully harvesting a post from Junior Doctors Reddit, and that got me a bit. Oh, that got me a bit of grief. But anyway, my tweet says, Sad to see on Med Reddit a post about losing the doctor's mess. I don't use my local one, but wondered what people thought. I don't know why I added in that I don't use my local one. Uh, as if, like, anyway, I wrote that. It's true, I don't. I use the Red Office. So the post was, We lost our doctor's mess. Today, we were told after much deliberation, management is going to make the doctor's mess open to medically allied professionals and basically turn it into a clinical rest area. We were told that we have... They have no obligation to provide us with the exclusive space. Charter says a mess or common room doesn't necessarily have to be exclusively to doctors. For doctors involved, the BMA, supportive seniors, multiple talks at meetings. But ultimately, no matter all our concerns, it's been ruled with an iron fist. And so then I felt, I wrote, <laughs> funny, I feel like I should say I feel bad for them. There should be places where they can go for a break. Frequently in shared spaces, people find it appropriate to interrupt breaks with quick or routine queries that could otherwise just wait. Oh, Therusha. And then I've written, oh my word, it's not about elitism. It's about respect. Oh, I cringe. I say stuff. Anyway, Why? I said stuff. That's fine. Anyway. Yeah, you said stuff. Like I said stuff. some stuff. I said some stuff. And then, <laughs> but it got, people are still talking about the whole, I think one of the things that was levied against messes was that it was elitist. I feel like that was like a thing. Has your stance on it, do you, what is your stance on it? What do you think? About the whole, like, this elitist stuff or... Yeah, do you think it's elitist to have a... No, I don't think so. Like, like other professions in the hospital have break rooms and... We've never said that's elitist because, God, all of us have got examples of when we rotate through a ward for four months. And again, I've seen there's been examples recently, hasn't it? Again, I think Emma Runswick posted something from, from again, Reddit recently about a doctor who was very much made to feel not welcome by some of the nursing staff on the ward over Christmas. But we've all got stories of rotating through wards and then break rooms being told that, oh, this is for ward staff only or when you go to theatres and again lockers like oh this is only for permanent staff that's not you and whereas you're like the on-call surgery reg or something and you're very much part of the team so I don't think it's elitist in the slightest to be able to want somewhere for ourselves to store our belongings to sit down to have a bloody drink or whatever but the whole elitist thing that just plays into the mainstream media's narrative doesn't it this is what they are rubbing their hands with glee when we, they're turning all other professions against us. And people do have this notion of doctors. And yeah, a lot of us are not beds, obviously present company excluded, but there are a lot of people like that kind of in medicine. But I don't know, the whole elitist thing is just, it's just weird. Like, it's a break room. Why can't we have somewhere to have a break? Yeah, yeah there's kind of four and whatever. I don't know. I just don't understand how kind of these things are getting eroded and there's lots of talk and people are losing like their doctor's offices on the wards and stuff and none of this stuff is like ever replaced and I just think this stuff is like eroding and eroding so we've got nowhere to have a break we've got nowhere to do our work I just I don't know it pisses me off a bit no fair enough and the thing is that kind of the expectation is like there's all this kind of all these moves towards efficiency but then 
I think the, mm. I think the amount of kind of credence or importance that's put towards the things that improve your well-being and therefore do feed into efficiency are just not really respected. For example, I remember seeing Abby Carey mention that if you don't have anywhere to literally sit or to do these discharge letters or whatever it is that they say yeah, yeah. is imperative needs to be done within a period of time, of course it's going to take longer to do, especially if you have to leave the ward yeah, or whatever yeah. to like do it or you're on like a shared computer. And it's not really that complicated but for some reason it's been it's, made so hasn't it exactly i don't know okay so there's another tweet from july although i feel like we've covered it which is as i say a recurrent theme so the emotional blackmail to yeah. do uh, locums but if i read the email or do you want to read the email can you do it in a kind of yeah uh, i've forgotten about this but now it's yeah re- definitely rejogged my memory so this is a tweet by gastronaut 89 i hope they're a gastroenterologist that's a cool name and they've tweeted the saga continues unbelievable and then this was a screenshot of an email that they said was received by a friend at a different hospital and the email reads hi is there no way you can cover your night tonight please i have no one available and no agency has come back to me i would really appreciate it if you could fight through the pain and come in for me please <laughs> one last favor since i give you those lovely locums no locum please. shift is lovely that is bs yeah. please smiley face emoji thank you thank you <laughs> fight through the gross. pain it's gross how yeah. dare you yeah if you could fight through the pain and come in for me. Yeah. I don't know what you How, think. Can you imagine like typing that out and then clicking and thinking that was a no like, Yeah, I don't know, just the act of yeah, writing out and then seeing and seeing yeah. it in front of you and being like, yeah, that's cool. Like I want to click send on that shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, wow. well, they're definitely gonna do the night shift if I send them this. Yeah, this yeah. is good. This is a good Yeah, that was like the kind of problem solving like, do, 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 do. Yes, yeah. solution. <laughs> yes, I'm wow. gonna thank them. Yeah. And I'm going to ask them to come in when they're sick. Yeah, yeah that's going to nice. work. Amazing, really. So, yeah, work through the pain. Oh, he is, he is a gastroenterology trainee. That's cool. Sorry, I just saw that. I was like, okay, that fits. I just love the name Gastronaut. And I was like, yeah. Oh, he's, fair he's enough. <laughs> You're like, oh, um, it makes sense now. Fair <laughs> enough. I was like, it's all coming together. So emotional blackmail. Yeah. I just, this is not cool, is it? I think, no. Now, to make it more topical, though, say if that person had copied the email but included the sender's name in there. My gosh, that was oh, from this. Oh, look that at was, you. I know, tying it in. So, what's it, so this person hasn't said the trust it's from. They've even said mm. received by a friend in a different hospital. Oh God, they put the initials there though. But anyway, forget that. So but, <laughs> but a person, so that, that generated a lot of heat. So there was a kind of email recently. I can't even remember what the content was. It was mean though, wasn't it? Oh no, it's about junior doctors being seen to be watching the world cup final whilst enjoying the world cup whilst yeah. working yeah like w- w- this wasn't signed off for what the hell were you doing you're supposed to be working blah and th- so they copied this kind of email with the person the sender's name on it the full name wasn't right? it and uh, I, I can't say that i was like oh my god i completely object to this because the but i do in a sense that i think it's probably is a bit mean to put a person's name out there i feel like because oh god, yeah yeah because like you can see the amount mm. of attention it gets. And so I don't want to reply to it because all that does is to draw more attention to it and whatever. And so I asked the question, but not thinking, <laughs> I didn't, like the person who did it was like really junior. I feel I f- like, they're, I think they're an F1 or something. Very junior. Something, I think that's junior, part right? of the issue. Yeah. So I'm yeah. Like, like, whatever. And I just was interested to know, I feel like most people were like, if you put down the institution, that's okay. Because, but then I'm like, but at the other side of it, 
like sometimes you put down the institution and nothing like happens or do you feel like do, and like how often do you get like a kind of flame a flaming online on twitter or whatever and then there's like cultural change as a result of it do you know what i mean there's outrage and I energy precisely zero percent of the time <laughs> we see situations where there's been like there was that thing that you guys mentioned recently on one of your episodes about the one trust suddenly retracted all the bank holidays over Christmas and said, oh, you don't have your bank holidays anymore. And that brought about a change locally because yeah. things got called out. But of course, the BMA and stuff got involved as well. It wasn't because of one single tweet that happened. It didn't affect a big change. And so, yeah, things like that do get sometimes, what's the word, loud and, and improved upon, but very specific situations. Mm. But I completely agree with you. I think there's no reason to put down people's full names and emails because they're not giving you permission to post screenshots yeah. of that an right. email is provide private communication at the end of the day yeah even regardless of what the email said and i'm not going to go into that but the, i think the whole point was that yeah that person had no shame and was like yeah i'm going to yeah. post this email and i'm going to leave that person's full name on it. it just seems very off and it's even difficult when you say about the trust as well and i saw some responses saying that yeah, fine, you shouldn't call out individual people, but yeah, call out the trust and name and shame. And I find that difficult sometimes as well. It's, I think in the profession that we're in and this whole professionalism thing again, yeah. it's not that black and white to be able to speak freely because yeah, we should be able to, but we know there's often repercussions and yeah. rightly or wrongly, that's, you bring a lot of kind of stress onto yourself with that. But yeah. I don't know, I just think it's a bit, it didn't sit right with me. It was very much bad vibes when people put post stuff like that with people's full names and stuff on where they've had no... We've seen it in the past with emails from people as well and the, people have found a way and they sort of, well, I didn't give you permission to yeah. post that in a very public kind of arena. Yeah, I think it's that a was like off. a nice... That's definitely like nice spin of it because you can come at it from two angles. Like one, okay, fine, if you don't you don't empathise with the person that you're outing or doxing online or whatever. Fine, okay. Because yeah. you think that they've done something that's so heinous. But how about from yeah. another perspective whereby they then use that against you and they say, you put it online and now I've been bullied and there's been a pylon and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And therefore you almost, you lose your kind of moral high ground because then they've okay. weaponized that yeah. against you. And so then you've actually yeah. just undermined your own position. So yeah. in some ways, just like putting the stuff out there but anonymizing that kind of protects you in that yeah. way as well. So I thought that was yeah. like a n nice spin on it. Okay, fine. So strategically, if you want some positive to come out of it and not to undermine your position, yeah. then that's the way you need to play it. And I think that would definitely yeah. be my advice to kind of... Yeah, I just think more. that kind of posting a screenshot with people's names in it shouldn't be the first point of call in trying yeah. to reconcile something like that. Like, obviously, we weren't aware of all the details, but it sounded like people were being very noisy or whatever. I didn't witness it. I don't know and I don't care. But it was very much... <laughs> did you not... That was not, not discussed locally. Like, why was your first kind of instinct? I'm going to put all this over Twitter. Yeah. And then when it doesn't go their way, then, yeah, it turns into a bit of a pylon on them. Yeah. And I just think... And forgive me for saying, actually, I don't, again, I don't care. But this is just <laughs> a personal, personal opinion yeah. of mine. But I just feel there is a lot of very junior, and it does feel immature kind of doctors around at the moment who are posting and claim to be whistleblowing and the only people that are trying to make a difference and stuff 
seemingly being very naive and no awareness of how the bigger picture really should be and how kind of things work in the real world. Yeah. You can't just go roaming onto Twitter, posting private screenshots to get things done. Yeah. Yet sometimes it does get stuff done, but it just seems like a very childish and naive way to go about things. Different if things have been tried to like manage locally and you're not getting anywhere. Yeah. But I don't know, it's just... That's the one thing I've disliked about Twitter lately, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I've got to say, I like the energy. I like the angry energy. I think, mm. but, I, but and I think you're right though. Like it's about channeling it in a way that brings about something positive in the end. Because if yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah. if you want to be like tip for tap, like whatever, then you know, you can go and you can set fire. To st- but if this is about making it better, making the situation better for everyone and about, I think it's a if you care about the people that you work with, and making it better for yourself. Like this, say yeah. if this is the first week into your attachment and that's a mm. member of staff that you're working with, you've, you've burnt all your bridges doing that. And so you've got to, you do have to be careful. You cannot forget that you're going to stay in these places and you're yeah. in the same deanery and people talk and stuff. Like we've all experienced that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we mustn't forget as well that we are all on social media and there is an element for anyone. And I refuse to believe anyone who denies this about engagement and validation. And we can't forget that these kind of tweets bring a lot of likes and validation and views and retweets. I do sometimes wonder if that's sometimes the ulterior motive. And that's absolutely fine if that's what you want to do. No no judgment from me at all. But it's like the content doing that is just, it feels a bit weird vibes, I think. Yeah. I just, I do want to, I think apparently there are like medical students and stuff who listen. And I just think that obviously we want, I think as seniors, like we want, to protect our junior doctors and stuff and mm-hmm. and so we're not saying that you shouldn't come forward and expose bad behavior that's not it but i think what, certainly like our message is is that there are like pathways that you should try and if not there is there are lots of people online who are willing to give advice and then there's stuff that you can do anonymously that's safer for you as well so i think just bear yeah. that in mind that's it. it's for not... looking after yourself isn't it just be careful look after yourself and just don't yeah just i think it's being careful that you're not leaving yourself open for people to retaliate and bring things against you in the future. I think that's yeah. what my wa- my main worry is, essentially. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, uh, moving on to August. So this seemed like something that happened a very, very long time I ago. I forgot about this as well. Yeah, the tea bag. The tea bag. So this is where Wor- Worcester Hospital... Was it Worcester? Was it Worcester? Worcestershire? Worcestershire. I think Worcester. that's how English people say Worcester, I think. Yeah. Worcester is Worcester. <laughs> Worcester. Should Worcester be spelt? W-S-T-E-R though, really. Have you seen that video? It went viral about an old Italian grandpa trying to say Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> yeah, like, Worcestershire sauce. Yeah, yeah, I did. Worcestershire sauce. That's adorable. That was adorable. Oh. This tweet that I copied though is where, so there's a little thing that says a little treat to say thank you and inside it is a tea bag. But the tweet that I've put is where like Metal's done it, where someone's like a tea bag and it's a GMC referral. And it just cracked me up. Oh my uh, God. It's, it's, you can laugh, but also cry at the cry same time, you. couldn't you? <laughs> I, totally, I totally forgot about tea bags. Tea bags, yeah. Hey, wait, did we get the George Cross this year as well? Was that Oh yeah, we year? did. Yeah, that's his <laughs> We were so lucky and privileged this year. Yeah. We've had so much. What a year. Anyway, let's move on to so this is Layla. No, Layla is someone I follow and I think she's just effortlessly cool. Like effortless. She's so cool. Man. I wonder she what she's like so in real life. Cool. I imagine she's like She is, isn't she? Just yeah. like I'm there are a few things. Like I wonder what her voice sounds like. 
And I imagine it's like quite syrupy and jazzy, but also I imagine her to be about eight foot tall for some reason. Yeah, like this goddess. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman esque. Yeah. Anyways, so she said, I had a Reg introduce himself to me as I'm name st8 and i just thought it was the oddest thing i replied i'm layla 36 years old he didn't find it that funny she said that funny so obviously he did find it slightly funny and it is funny it's really awkward titter what do you how do you introduce yourself how do you introduce um, yourself so i am um, again i again being a bit of a dick in my the last couple of years i always used to I don't know what it is, but I find myself introducing myself more now as I'm Dr. John. I'm one of the doctors working here today. Yeah. And I don't know why I've done that. No, I don't think it is. But in terms of I've always, things have changed and I don't know why. And I'm just a bit like, maybe I'm just a bit more respectful of like my own career now. And I was always kind of not, again, I'm worried that this is going to come people will say oh what's wrong with being a nurse or whatever but being a female you always get yeah, yeah. confused as being anything but a doctor yeah. and that, that's fine but it just yeah. gets to me a point where you're like actually i'm not what i know physio whatever so i got to that point where i'm yeah i think i use myself as yeah i'm dr john i'm one of the doctors or yeah and or yeah one of the junior doctors on the ward or in clinic or anything essentially and if i'm with so... a consultant or whatever i'll say this is my boss or my supervisor and stuff so you'll say, hi, I'm Dr. John. I'm one of the junior doctors on the ward. Probably more. I'll say more. I'm one of the doctors on the ward, I think, okay. rather than junior doctors. I don't know. It's strange, <laughs> isn't it? I, it's it's never, so natural. I know, like, I've never thought, but I've never said I'm one of the GPST ones. I've never oh, said, like, I've never said, oh, I'm, I was, I'm the neurosurgery ST4 or whatever. I'm, I would yeah. always say, oh, I'm the neurosurgery reg on call. Or I don't know. Yeah. It's, what I think it's weird when people... Dunno, have you ever heard I was did you know I did neurosurgery trainee before? Shut up. Shut up, no, but you said that you've changed. So what did you because no, so, what... so I know I'm only I'm I jest. But no, I think before I was you? like, Oh my my name's Beth. I'm just I'm one of, I'm working on the ward today or something like that. Oh, I don't know, really? but okay. never until recently I've never introduced myself as doctor, whatever. And I don't know why. And I think previously I felt I probably felt like a bit of a fraud, I think, and I never yeah. did that. But I don't know. Again, I'm just like, oh no, I've worked for this shit. I'm yeah, yeah, fair just enough. Say, I do think that. Yeah, it's do funny. you think people think you're a dick for? Do I don't. I think that's no. That's I think that's very much come from me. That's my like internalized, yeah. like self-critical. But it made me laugh, and I'll never forget a previous hostel I worked in, and I met one of the sisters, and she said, "Oh, my name's," and then told me her exact banding and every role that she had. Oh, she was like something like, oh, I'm enough. one of the band sevens in theatre and then went and link for palliative care, lead nurse. For, it was just kept going on and on. I was oh, like, oh, gosh. okay. Cool, nice one. Yeah, it just made me laugh like I had the CV and it was yeah. just like a normal meeting, like you, we were doing a case together or whatever. And yeah, not in a bad way, but I was like, oh, that's quite unusual that you, yeah. you know your exact banding and everything. I'm a band seven yeah. B. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's good think, for you. Like, do you yeah. think, <laughs> nice. Do you think, do you feel like she must have felt intimidated and so therefore... Yeah, or just maybe not even intimidated, but maybe wanting people to know that she Uh, was maybe more senior, which I totally respect, but I never experienced that before. But it's always been like, oh, I'm one of the sisters or I'm I'm coordinating today or whatever, rather than like the exact banding they are and stuff. I was just, I thought maybe it was a way to get, which I totally... Yeah, totally. It's funny, isn't it? Because we can frame it like, either Mm. way, couldn't frame it like, oh, it's like... An assertion of dominance. Yeah. And so I can never, yeah. I say now, like, hi, I'm Thurisha, I'm one of the cardiologists. I say I'm a cardiologist. And that was after, like, one of my consultants said to me, like, you're a cardiologist now. Like, you're, at the end, you're going to be a consultant. And now I think, now that I say I'm a cardiologist, I don't say I'm Dr. Gunnar Wardner anymore. I say I'm Thurisha, I'm one of the yeah. cardiologists. 
but I definitely would have said I'm Dr. Gunawardner definitely when I started because I did have it. I remember once going up to see a patient and I introduced myself mm-hmm. as a doctor and she was like, oh, I thought you were one of the cleaners. And I remember being like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, that's how oh, it is. Right. And that was definitely like, to... bring me up down a peg. I oh, no, go on. No, I feel like yes. that was it. It was designed to be undermining. No, it's really strange. And I think like people say it in a way that's a bit, sometimes subtly passive aggressive like they may not be explicit about it and I had I've been on kind of the medical take this week and yesterday I was seeing a patient in the ambulatory whatever mm-hmm. and and this woman kept saying to me so you're the doctor seeing me today and I was like yeah that's correct my name's Dr John I'm on call today and she was like but you don't look like a doctor and you don't sound like a doctor and you don't have the personality of a doctor so did you really like, I was thanks, like I think yeah, and I was like, and I just kind of looked at her, and I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, what, what were you I was, expecting? Yeah. yeah, I just had like such a shit shift, and I was like, mm. I just was, I don't know what you mean by that. And she yeah. was like, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, and then yeah, she went, cheers. I'm gonna call, I'm gonna call you Bethan because that's your name. And I was like, okay, Good. like. <laughs> Good. Like, you can read my badge that's absolutely yeah. fine it's not what i introduced myself as but i just yeah. want this consultation to be over and so through stuff and then she just went and you're definitely the doctor that's oh, here God's today sick. and i was like yeah and she said you just don't act like one and i was like wow, what does that okay. mean what are you supposed like, to do again exactly and i was like do you want me to just be an ass do you want me yeah. to start throwing my dick around like i don't yeah. i don't know what, what you want and it's just yeah. yeah, and I was, and even though people might say, oh, that's not a bad thing, mistaking you for the cleaner or whatever, again, being a cleaner is not bad, but it's that subtly veiled weird thing, isn't it? It's... I wonder, because ultimately you were like assessing her and you're going to be the person who institutes her treatment and stuff. And so I like, wonder like if in their head, what is this gambit, what is this gambit going to achieve for them? What is it by yeah, saying, yeah. what's she thinking in her head is going to happen? Like, best yeah, case yeah. scenario is that what, say if, you know, the card's on the table, it's because she doesn't like you. For whatever reason, she don't want to see you. So what, she wants you yeah. to go and find someone else to see her, in which case she has to wait for longer. And the most likely scenario is you'll continue to see her and you're not going to treat yeah. her better as a result, are you? Like, you're not going to be like, oh, this is, I really like this person who's just undermined me. Yeah, yeah. So what, yeah. Is it, what is it that she's trying to achieve? I just don't know. I generally would love to, yeah, I would love to understand people so yeah but it's very strange because are you trying to be nice by yeah. trying to be more informal and my friend because that's okay but this is it's not really appropriate for now or are you like you say just being a bit like up in your grill not happy and maybe want a man or somebody who you think looks older because then the consultation continued and this kept going on I was trying so hard to ascertain why she was there and what I could do to help her hmm. and then she was like where do you live right. and I was like what Liverpool the northwest I'm not being more specific than that and it was just like it was just I'm quite an open person but it was just all very strange and then she was like why haven't were you married you're not wearing a wedding ring and all this oh kind God. of stuff and I don't understand like what's going on what you're yeah and I was just like oh no I was gonna lie and say oh, I'm a nun so I can't actually lie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, just thought, I didn't know how to cut the conversation short but yeah. I was like oh, I'm gonna send you for an ECG just get out of my room that's the that was the best I could come up with but people are weird yeah that's so intrusive and like yeah I sometimes find those interactions harder to deal with than people who are like overtly very mean and quite yeah. rude to you. Like at least you know that, what I you're think. dealing with, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. 
But when it's... Yeah, anyhow. Sorry, I went on a bit about that. No, I can see why you feel that way. Because you're like... Because you're made to feel like perhaps you're being sensitive by feeling that. But all everything that you're saying is a bit like, what is it? What is it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's the issue? Yeah. Because if you want to chat, we can chat about anything. Don't need to know about like my love life, yeah. where, what my address is or anything to do with that. But Weird. yeah. People are so Strange, wild. strange behaviour. Yeah, absolutely. We're now in September, October time. And there was a tweet from Nina which seems apt, but she says, anyone else feel like they're witnessing the final chapter of the NHS? Question mark. Patients dying, waiting for ambulances, hospital waiting lists at record high, some waiting years, one in four patients predicted to be without a GP within 10 years. The Tories have succeeded in collapsing the NHS. She said this in September and stuff's actually even worse now. I and mean, we were talking about it before, weren't we? Yeah. Just when you think it can't get worse, like it literally does, or at least that's how it feels. It just carries on. Somehow it does. It's limps along. Yeah, it's a mad skill of the NHS at the moment. You, yeah, you can't see how it would die further, but it somehow does. Yeah, God. Anyway, okay, because we're like coming up to time, we've still got November and December to do. November was the, the FI1s who were asked to fold scrubs. So do you see this? This is a tweet from TDM. So why are FIs considering strike leaving? Maybe it's because we are treated like utter crap and paid like it too. We're learning that we are humans too and deserve a crumb of respect for the amount of self-sacrifice this profession demands. And he copied in a WhatsApp message which said, apparently it's the job of the night FY to fold the scrubs that get delivered to the ward and put them into neat piles for the consultants. Amazing. <laughs> This reminds me, have you read, I think it's like, it's called Boy or something by Roald Dahl. And I think when he was at boarding school, yeah. like the juniors, the little boys had to go warm the toilet seats up for the... For this was like from 80, like this tweet was from like 1897 or something. Yeah, I know. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah, press the consultant's underwear, fold the, fold the scrubs neatly. I, I just, I love the person's reply, which was just... Ah. Yeah, yeah. If um, I were asked to do this, yeah. I'd do such a terrible job that I wouldn't get asked to do it again, I guess. I'd probably take a steaming dump in the pile. And, you know, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, fair enough. Nice. Never again will she ask to fold the scrub. Yeah, nice energy. Okay, yeah, so we're now at December. Do you, I'm interested in your, your response to this. This is the tweet from Ronan. And it's... Yeah, it, I loved, 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 loved. This was the... I wanted to call it MRSA. It's the MSRA exam <laughs> preparation yeah. materials, isn't it? Yeah. So this is the exam that was initially made for GP training, I believe, and has oh, now right. been taken into lots of specialty recruitment. Even anaesthetics and neurosurgery, I think, have started using this for national recruitment. And I think it's very questionable. And it's an examination that has a situational judgment component and then like a clinical component. And I think, is it either was it last week or the week before that you guys mentioned this on your podcast about this question isn't it about you're the f2 and you're on your annual leave and you get a phone call from the ward because the person who you'd swap with hasn't turned up and what do you do yeah and the least correct answer was that you should explain that this is not your fault that you're unable to help no. and go along on your like, how is that the least correct answer how is the most appropriate answer for you to do the running around ringing your colleague when it says you're driving to the airport about to leave the country but you're trying to find someone who's got this other person's phone number. It's amazing, isn't it? Um, and I did, when I did the MSRA for GP training, I'd never done it before. I hadn't really revised for it because I didn't know how to revise for like situational judgment. But I, I weirdly did like very well. So I think oh, I ranked as like 14 out of 1500 people doing like the GP training. And I don't know how the clinical stuff was okay. It's all like very 
I think having done medicine for a number of years, it's all like the very basic stuff that you see day to day. Mm. For me, I think the situational judgment stuff was where I assumed would trip people up. Mm. And I think I actively went into that exam, looked at all the options. It was in one of those Pearson View centres on the driving test centres. And ranking the options of what I thought I would do in real life and then actively reversing those and submitting those. Amazing. And then somehow did amazingly. So it just shows that it's just another game to play, isn't it? This bloody exam is just another game to play. But that got a lot of kind of interaction, didn't it, when that was posted a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And again, it's just thinks of NHS. Absolutely. It got a lot of strong words. I think like we were mm. like, come on, I wouldn't, I'd just hang up and answer the phone and stuff. But definitely like yeah. I have been in the situations where I remember once I was, I think we'd gone on like, a, we'd gone glamping, that was it. And I got a call and I saw it was like from one of the consultants. And so I don't know what possessed me to answer my phone while someone, that was like the first mistake. And like, obviously now I definitely have a massive aversion to when I see un- unknown numbers on my phone anyway, whether it's scammers or whatever, yeah. because it might also be the hospital. Yeah. And there's no good can ever come of answering that phone. So just don't do it, guys. If you like are on your annual leave, just don't answer the phone. Just yeah. be blissfully ignorant. Just let it go. Whatever it is, it can bloody wait. Like it's not worth it. Yeah. Anyway, answer if the you... phone. Yeah. I said no. If you take one thing away from this podcast, it's that, isn't it? That's don't right. answer the phone. Don't check your email. You answer the phone. I answered the phone, yeah. and it was about a patient that I'd seen before. And I leave, and it was just you haven't done this and you haven't done that. And I was like, I'm really sorry. And they're like, can you sort it out? And I'll know I'm actually, I'm like, I'm gonna camp, I'm camping. I don't have internet, yeah. like, I've got 4G on my phone. Yeah, I don't have a laptop, sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so Lil's, yeah. we're just, we're literally, I think we're walking to, Lil, there was like a trampoline place there. We're like literally walking to a trampoline place. I was with my daughter, and I remember putting down my phone. And then my daughter was like, what was that? What was that about? And I was like, <laughs> I felt really stupid explaining it to her. Like, why am I answering this? But yeah, no, yeah. no happiness to come from that kind of thing. I just don't know in any other profession where that stuff like happens. And it's like, you are expected to be a people's beck and cause. And like say, as soon as switchboard cab your number and stuff, it just becomes a bit of a free for all at times. And yeah, I know you've talked about getting like phone calls when you're at home and you're not on call. And I've had that when I've been like non-resident on call and it's not you, but then they'll say, but who is and what's the number and how do I get in touch with them? And you're like, it's 3 a.m. in the morning. It's not me. That should be the end of the conversation. No further. But people have no shame. Like it just is expected. I wonder if it does. It must happen in other industries in terms of people working from home and stuff. They say that the kind of isn't the line blurred because people are working from home. Yeah, I guess so. But they're getting like they must be getting they're getting paid to like work from home, I guess. Hmm. Whereas I feel like when we're on annual leave, I feel like people pretend to have like good boundaries. And when I think of other jobs that I've had, I've never been disturbed on yeah. annual leave as such. It's always, but like last week, for example, I think I had most of the, the week before Christmas, I had most of the days off. And I was getting calls from the bereavement office because yeah, the ward that I had worked on previously, yeah, need people had passed away after the weekend and I hadn't been working but I'd been on the ward and I said oh, I'm not in until Thursday now and they were like these death certificates need doing so why can't you come in and I was like I'm on annual leave I don't I'm not near you guys and they were just like what why but I can't yeah it's really hard I think isn't it yeah. people just expect that and I think sometimes when you push back and like things like this you just refuse or you don't answer the phone or whatever yeah. that begins to feel 
wrong, like but in reality, that's the most right thing you could do. Absolutely. Yeah. I have seen it like with the bereavement office is like an interesting example because they, their hours are like I don't know nine to nine to five or at least those nine to five yeah yeah and so and often I've had it happen where I've been on nights and I'm post nights and then I'm getting hammered mm. with like phone calls or whatever that's why like for most of the forms I fill in especially if it's to do with the bereavement office I don't leave my mobile number and usually yeah. it's emails that they and they're always like CCing the consultants and I'm like fair enough but I'm not yeah it's like, I'll break yeah if they're there they can crack on and do yeah, the forms yeah, exactly. that's fine by me. Yeah, but it's yeah. Not, but yeah, no, you definitely should. The take home should be that the no good can come of answering your emails or responding to phone calls and stuff from work no. when you're on your leave. Respect, respect yeah. yourself and allow that. Yeah, respect yourself. Respect yourself. Yeah, and I like I like what you had. You were saying I think Xander's spoken about it before, and I think Abby Carey's mentioned it about people with dual SIM phones is amazing. Oh, yeah. If you're a stacker like I am with an iPhone, sometimes there is that argument. Like you said, I think you had previously a different phone for work. I yeah. think. If you can do that's such a good idea, especially yeah. if you're in a specialty that's going to be on call and stuff as well. Yeah, yeah I definitely did that. And they're, they're so liberating to just turn your phone off, and then you don't even you don't even become aware mm-hmm. that you're missing the phone call, and so that ignorance exactly. is pure bliss. Yeah, it's even um, better. Yeah, even better. So I think we're coming up to time. I thought we'd end with the fess hole because yeah. these two have. Do you want to read out the first one? Because I was interested in what your answer to it would be as well. <laughs> okay yeah so this yeah this festival was oh from today the 29th yeah. i was once put on the spot in a job interview with the question how would your best friend describe you nerves took over and my natural defenses kicked in what came out of my mouth was he'd probably say i'm a bit of a bleep see you next <laughs> tuesday yeah <laughs> that's really good i like that yeah how would uh, you say that people would describe you <laughs> Yeah, I genuinely don't know. I I think I'm either known as the Welsh angry one, or I sometimes think people would say, "Oh, from Gavin and Stacey." No, <laughs> but without the dragon tattoo, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think it's really strange how you view yourself. I think is obviously very different and a lot more critical potentially than other people would give you. I think it's a weird one, isn't it? That's not really. What announcing. would you say? What? Oh, what people no, say? I don't know. <laughs> I'm deflecting it back to you now. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. What people say? Did you do me? this? Was this your fetto or was this what you said? Yeah, yeah. Call me a bit of a cunt. I think that's, that's probably fair. What would people say? No, I give think, over. I think people would say that I talk a lot, so I'm probably like quite. Like I remember when I used to play. For... Yeah, I think yeah, that's a, I think that's a good one actually. That's a quite a nice one. Yeah. With like, with people, would you say like they were chatty? Was that? Would yeah. You say that. I'm like or... a, a radio. I think people said I'm like a radio in the background, <laughs> just like constantly. Just yeah, just constantly going like a radio. So some people say that, and I think also like I'm probably known for being animated, and so that people always are like, "Is everything okay?" Like as soon as I'm like tired or whatever, the balance is off, and I go quiet, and then people are like yeah. something is wrong. Yeah, I think I. I'm the person who is the one that is probably intense and has been like, what's wrong? Something's up. Tell me what's up. <laughs> so we're, yeah, I think I'd be the, I'd be the reciprocated. So I'd be like, oh yeah, she's the intense one. Ah, oh, fair enough. I can't say that that's what I think of you, to be honest, but, oh, that sounds really, say? anyway. <laughs> no, you're, you're not intense, though. you're so blase. But no, it's like, it's weird, isn't it? I think, I don't know, I think that's, that would be probably like quite an interesting little thing to like ask people, isn't it? Because obviously mm. not to their face, they'd have to probably say, pleasant things but yeah. I think you never really know what people think of you and that that just fascinates me I would love love for people to know and yeah. do you know what sometimes I think like <laughs> we're all human aren't we and I don't want to say that we talk about people behind their backs in people's little groups you often talk about like mutual 
enemies or people on Twitter that might have got you riled up. And sometimes I feel bad about doing that and think, oh, I shouldn't be gossiping or whatever. But then conversely, I think, oh, do you know what? I'm the person who has pissed someone else off, no shadow of a doubt. So they're talking about me, maybe in a negative way in their little circle. So I'm like, oh, it's all balanced out. Too bothered about. It's true. I think I saw there's this really good TikTok account. I think it's from Jeffrey Marsh. And they say that, they say like, they made, they found it very hard. They obviously are hated and misunderstood by certain people. And the sooner yeah. that they were able to accept that people will experience them in their own way and they're entitled to experience that and they're entitled to hate them and to misunderstand them as long as they do that in a way that's like safe and that, that he, that they can, I think I'm not explaining it in a way that as well as they did, but basically they found peace by accepting that there are going to be people, as you say, that kind of, that you're going to be the villain in their story. And as, as soon yeah. as you accept that and make peace with it and whatever, and just accept that, well, whatever is liberating. That's a really good word to use. I think there's real strength in accepting or there's real courage in accepting that you're going to be disliked. Mm. Like it's impossible to please everyone. Yeah. And so you sometimes have to have that courage to understand that actually people are not going to like me. And like I say, I think that peace comes with that, doesn't it? Because you don't want to bend over backwards for people that you know would never see you in a positive light. Yeah. I like, there, there were some emails circulating about cardiology. There were like a few kind of like complaining emails. And I was speaking mm. to one of the, one of my supervisors about it, I think because some of the registrars like piped in being like defensive or that people are saying this and that and whatever. And then he just, go, and I said, everyone hates us in the hospital. And he goes, yeah, that's like a cardiology thing. Like it's everywhere. Like everyone hates cardiology. And the sooner that you accept that that's the case, <laughs> like the healthier it is for you. And, <laughs> yeah, your and, life will be better. Yeah, exactly. And I saw, I remember not long ago, so he's an academic cardiology trainee. He like posted something like, cardiology is like the best specialty or whatever. And this dude's like a- like Oh, I a, saw that. Yeah, yeah, he's like a first year yeah, SA show. Like this guy is like a little baby basically. And he's just like, yeah. I love cardiology. Like, literally just saying, I love cardiology. And people, rinsed him they rinsed him so hard it was so tight yeah it was so tight i was just watching and be like oh poor dude but he got rinsed and i was like yeah not not to learn yeah i was like mate it's not about you people just don't like cardiologists allow it you need to accept (laughs) yeah you have to accept that yeah we embrace the hate so do you do this so this is the other fest holes is sometimes i race the toaster to do everyday tasks like make a cup of tea or go for a wee because when i win it brings a tiny bit of joy to my sad pathetic pointless existence do you do this yeah i do i'm always having little races so some i was thinking of other ones so i think sometimes it's like rushing up the stairs by the time something is finished i don't know what (laughs) or yeah i don't know (laughs) for me as well i don't know if it's like sometimes sometimes it's a compulsive thing to do it i don't know i don't know why but sometimes i'll have to just have to get up those days before that finishes or oh god i sound so weird (laughs) yeah yeah my my (laughs) thing i think I have a weird obsession with doing stuff, like having stuff going on at the same time. And I think I've come mm. to, so I definitely do it in the morning. I'll go and I start the engine to my car whilst the coffees, the coffee machines like cycling. Yeah. And then I'll be putting stuff in the boot of my car in the hope that 
by the time I've done all that, the coffee will be ready and then I can put it into my coffee. Yeah, and then go. Yeah. And I'm obsessed. It's like a weird, and I know that I have it like this kind of weird, like completionist thing where I do like to do. And so I remember as an F1, I'd quite like it where where you'd have, we have two computers and you have two things going on at the same time, especially because some things will take a while to open and to be like doing a request on one and then discharge letter in the other. And I did find that there was something, even though obviously like it's not ideal to be doing lots of things at the same time. There's like a satisfaction with it, isn't it? I think I know what you mean. Yeah, Yeah. I think I know what you mean. It's a bit sad that I used it to compare with life as an F1, as if that's something (laughs) I've called. This is our lives now. We've just, yeah, something else we've got to embrace. Yeah. Anyway, so that's 2022 wrapped. Oh my God, we've gone well over time. But, yeah um, oh it's been lovely talking sucks to you to be the listeners. i know right <laughs> thanks if you've gotten this far thank you so much for putting yeah, up with this and 2022 i've got it has a... been a heavy year though hasn't it it has it's been really heavy thank you so yeah. much to you and obviously to nina if she bothers oh. to listen like for so much if she decides to turn up i know time. right oh my god for like... oh my god what if, what if they're doing their own podcast the Rush? i know right <laughs> what if Imran and nina are doing their own thing god what are they even talk about though imran will be talking about how he's getting paid a thousand pound an hour yeah, exactly. to do the podcast yeah and nina will be saying oh my god can the nhs get anywhere yeah bless her god nina change the record <laughs> she needs to just not work yeah, one exactly. day like she works a lot of hours she needs to take a break yeah she's a singing career isn't it that's the other thing that she could do That's it. Oh, can I just say something? So I'm just, I've got Twitter open here and and trending, the four things that are trending at the moment on mine are ADHD, Med Twitter, Katie Hopkins and Prince Andrew. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't know what those four things are. What do they all have in common? Oh, God, dread to think. This is very ominous. I'm like, oh, okay. uh, I might not log on to Twitter later. Yeah, I hope we can do some more joint episodes in the new year. Oh, yeah, 2023, man. Yeah, so by the time people are listening, it'll be the new year. So happy new year, everyone. Bye. Happy new year. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.